podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge. Today we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 17 of Hannah Montana. It's called Torn Between Two Hannahs. And I am joined once again by my friend Alana Feynman. Uh, it was another one of those situations where we were recording the previous episode and then we just kind of wanted to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> uh, so this is an episode that is maybe the one that I have remembered the best so far. Part of that is because I am pretty sure... I. I'm wondering to myself, did I spend money on it or was it like a free download or something? But in any case, I had this episode on iTunes back in the day. And so I had it on my video iPod and I watched it a lot. Oh, that takes me back. Everything about what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) So I remembered like 95% of this, not not necessarily before watching it this time, but as it was happening, I was like, oh my God, that's right. And then I could like remember the next thing that was going to happen. This one is a serve of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a lot. This was Miley Cyrus's like parent trap moment. <laughs> yeah, she is giving the performance of a lifetime <laughs> in this episode. Uh <laughs> Ironically, there are a lot of Hannah Montana songs in this episode. They just aren't being performed in the moment. It's like they're on in the background. And the episode actually opens with Robbie Ray singing a new song he's written for Hannah Montana called Stand, which I'm pretty sure we never hear again. It definitely was not on the soundtrack. (laughs) It definitely wasn't in any of the promotional materials. Uh, But Miley says it's awesome and the best song he's ever written. Which, like, was it? No. (laughs) Was it really? Definitively, no. (laughs) We don't even need to debate it. It's hokey and not very good. I'm sure Miley would have done a great job with it, but... But it was very, like, it felt like a song that would drop around 4th of July. Like, it was like a a stand (laughs) up and, like, speak from your heart and, like, love your country was, like, the vibe that I got from it. In all honesty, and I do not mean this in a way to toot my own horn. In fact, I mean it in the opposite way. This is a song that I think I could have conceivably written while I was in elementary school. And I don't say that to be like, oh, I've, I'm such a great songwriter that even when I was eight, I could write good songs because like I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is the kind of song I wrote as like an eight year old and was like, I'm going to make a song out of this. And it's just garbage. <laughs> In any case, uh, we learn that Robbie Ray only pulls out his best songwriting material (laughs) to prepare Miley for bad news. I don't remember the specifics of it, but I know the best of both worlds was for when she had to get braces. Uh, One of the songs was for Jackson not going to sleepaway camp. Oh, and the pumping of the party. There we go. I, I, I remembered. Pumping up the party is when her goldfish died. I made that note because I was like, how does it feel to know that the namesake of this podcast was a result of Miley Stewart's goldfish dying? You know what? I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> a noble cause. Yeah, I mean, 
it's still a great song about partying. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe Robbie wrote it as like a tribute to, you know, because <laughs> you know how sometimes people, instead of having funerals, have like celebrations of life. <laughs> and they like wanted that vibe for her goldfish. <laughs> would have wanted. He would have wanted you to get wanted. up. Get loud. Get loud. <laughs> Start pumping up the party now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I love it. <laughs> In any case, the bad news this time is that Miley's cousin Luann is coming to visit. Uh, and he immediately goes, who wants pie? And I remembered that very well. And I remember Oliver with the pie very well. Yeah, that we got the food smeared on his shirt within the first three minutes. Yeah, Check so that box. <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's not relevant. I do want to mention that Oliver's shirt in this scene <laughs> is really something. <laughs> it has it has like a decal of like an electric guitar on it, and then it says in really big text, "Express yourself." <laughs> and I know, I was like, the- okay, okay, Madonna. <laughs> the graphic design of it was in such a way where after he smeared it on and then he was like he like showed up in another shot and i couldn't i didn't remember it just looked like part of the shirt the fact that there was like sugar sugary cherry yeah it was already kind of like a mud brown color (laughs) so a stain just kind of worked with it yeah he was just expressing himself yeah he was just expressing himself by eating pie and wearing his stains proudly same I'm doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Good for you. Thank you. Ex- you're expressing yourself. Thank you. <laughs> there are a lot of family visits in this uh, section of season one of Hannah Montana. There really are, especially because uh, this cousin appears to be like an unaccompanied minor who just shows up for no reason by herself. Right. And I was wondering like what level of cousin she is. And we then find out at the end that she is uh, Robbie Ray's like direct niece. Like his, it's his brother's daughter. (laughs) We'll get to. (laughs) I I can't say any more now. We need to save it. We need to save the commentary on that for later. Uh, (laughs) But we learn that Miley hates her cousin Luann uh, she thinks that she is like a witch and the devil. She says, when does her broomstick land? Apparently, Luann pushed Miley into a well when they were kids. And nobody really believes Miley in this, even though throughout the course of the episode, she brings up wells like a lot. Like she's clearly traumatized by yeah. it and now has like a deep seated fear of getting pushed into a well, even though she lives in Malibu and there are, like, no wells there. (laughs) As far as I know, anyway, it doesn't seem like a place that would need a well. (laughs) I will say that I didn't clock that this was the Halloween episode until the introduction of the Uh, Mm B-plot, like, until they were decorating. um, And then it became clear to me, like, oh, the reason why we're calling her, like, a horrible, ugly witch and, like, the princess of darkness and all of these, like, pretty big stretches is because it was a halloween episode yes this this is very much a halloween episode it is it's like explicit like i wouldn't be surprised if this aired like on halloween yeah and they marketed the shit out of it yeah like tons of ads for it um because there's i mean there's a halloween party in the episode there are lots of halloween costumes the b plot is entirely about halloween and it's kind of this spooky plot (laughs) 
<laughs> with like an evil cousin <laughs> and lookalikes. I we then I, I forget if it was in this scene or in the next scene when Luann shows up. It's this one, I think, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And in any case, I do want to say Robbie Ray has quite a look in this opening scene. His highlights have like never been stronger. <laughs> And later on in the episode, somebody does call him Goldilocks. And I was like, I mean, they know. Look at him. <laughs> they know. <laughs> and uh, and he's also wearing a very loud uh, shirt. It's like a very bright blue print. So Luann arrives. It's Miley in lipstick and glasses and braids and a cowboy outfit. <laughs> It's it's purely Miley. Uh, <laughs> and her first words are, howdy, cuz. And then there's like a lightning flash behind her. <laughs> it's really quite good. It is. It's, it's campy and fun. And like I said earlier, Miley Cyrus is really giving quite a performance in this episode <laughs> as both Miley and Luann. She's acting uh, hard. She, she is. And you know what? She does a damn good job. <laughs> Luann uh, brought cookies for everyone. Uh, Robbie says sweet nutty niblets, which means sweet niblets is officially integrated. I was going to say we've broken the sweet niblets seal. Yeah. Yes. The floodgates are open. And I, for one, am glad because part of one of the things that I envisioned when I was first thinking about doing this podcast like two years ago, I, I was envisioning it as having like a lot of different segments, which now we like don't do, which I think is kind of funny. But one of them was like a catchphrase report or like a catchphrase count where we say <laughs> how many times each character say their catchphrases in this episode and like which ones show up. And so now that we're actually starting to get catchphrases, we might just have to do it. I wholeheartedly <laughs> volunteer. <laughs> Make it a drinking so, game. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the holiday special. <laughs> yeah, that would be like a like these episodes are only like 20 minutes long. There'd be a lot of drinking in such a short span of time. <laughs> <laughs> I I have I have talked about doing a Hannah Montana drinking game though, and I think I think I'll eventually re- revisit that idea and and try and plot one out. Um and I think I've even said before that the, the trick to making a drinking game that a lot of people don't realize is you can't just do stuff that happens all the time because you it's don't want to die. Yeah. And people <laughs> love to make these long lists of things to drink at. And it's like, no, you got to pick like two or three <laughs> and you got to be smart about it. So that way it's fun without being like a disaster. <laughs> I think the last drinking game I created, it was back when like Zoom parties were still fun and cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I was part of, it was just the most like theater kid thing in the world. I was part of a uh, Midsummer Night's Dream Zoom reading. That mm-hmm. was a drinking game. And I, for some reason, was put in charge of the drinking game. Um, <laughs> and I, I didn't give anybody a fucking prayer. Like we had to um, abandon it like a quarter of the way through because it was like, <laughs> take a sip every time someone like makes a sexual joke and every time someone like kisses the wrong person or anytime yeah, you can't do stuff like that if you yeah. want it to like be consistent and successful it needs to be strategic uh so i i i accept the challenge and i'm gonna do it eventually i just i i haven't thought of it in a while uh <laughs> this is this is related to our current conversation not about the episode but i'm thinking back to drinking games that i like actually have done 
And the only one that I like continually do, and I don't, I don't really do it that often. I've just said that this should be the drinking game is I, I sometimes am subjected to watching college football because I am dating a man. Um, <laughs> and, and the, the perfect, the perfect drinking game for college football, not that anyone who's listening to this watches college football, I'm sorry, but is to drink every time somebody says true freshman. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, perfect and that's you a, will get super drunk <laughs> that's a great band name just side note true the freshman, true freshman. <laughs> and then the only uh, i this is just a fun story and i might end up cutting this because it's so not related but when i was like a junior in high school um me and a few of my friends all had this one like political economy class and our teacher was just a very particular type of guy. And this was right around the time of Occupy Wall Street. And he was like very into Occupy Wall Street and uh, like breaking up the banks (laughs) and all that. And I made a drinking game for us to do in class just with sips of water. Of course, (laughs) we're not getting drunk during the school day when we're 16 years old. But, But I made a list. And slowly more and more people in the class found out about it to the point where, like, I made copies and everybody had one. (laughs) And whenever something would happen or he'd say something that was on the list, we would all kind of glance at each other and then take a sip all at the same time. That's amazing. (laughs) I know. I'm to this day. That's that's like one of the things I'm most proud of. (laughs) No, that is amazing. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The cookies. That's where we were. We left off. Oh my gosh. We went from sweet niblets to the catchphrase report to drinking games to (laughs) anecdotes about drinking games. All things that are wildly important. You know what? Thank you. I agree. Um, Everybody needs a way to get through things that they don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. For the cookies, Luann churned her own butter. That's not important to the plot. I just wanted to give it a shout out. I thought that was a fun little detail. (laughs) Everybody tells Miley that she's being totally ridiculous for being wary of Luann and that she seems so sweet. But again, Miley's like clearly traumatized by this girl. I liked the joke that Lily made about like, what? Next thing you're going to say is she sees dead people. And I was like, oh, do... Do, did these writers assume that everybody knows that Emily Osment's brother is the one that saw dead people? Oh, my God. I, I didn't even think about that. But you're right. <laughs> wow. What a connection. This is why I have you on. It's the, yeah. it's the little details. <laughs> Do we think that they thought that we would know? At the time that this came out, I did not know for sure. I mean, I didn't pick up on it now. <laughs> as an adult so (laughs) it's nice that they do like throw a bone to the parents that are watching this yeah every once in a while to the 25 year olds that would watch it 15 years later it's nice (laughs) to think of us (laughs) (laughs) they were like this one's for you guys uh for you alana Feynman. (laughs) right now you're 11 but one day (laughs) right we find out that Luann does know the Hannah secret because she mentions offhand before Miley was Hannah Montana. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. I'm surprised that she knows. I'm surprised that Miley let her find out about it because she knows that Luann is manipulative and is like looking to take her down at all times. Yeah. 
Uh, but they seem to have a big, weird family that knows everybody's everything, which is not the ideal candidate for somebody who wants to live a double life because it really seems like any member of Miley's family could like get drunk one night yeah. and tell a stranger <laughs> that, yeah, that their they're niece is Hannah Montana. <laughs> I had that. And that's not her real name. <laughs> It, it just seems like a liability, um, particularly because every new thing we learn about, I guess, the Stewart family uh, is, like, more insane than the last <laughs> thing we learned. <laughs> you, I wonder if, like, I wonder if Luann gets stopped often in her hometown and is like, you look just like Hannah Montana. Do you think that, well, I guess people don't. Well, do nobody that does Miley. it to Miley. That's true. That's true. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> But she is the niece of a honky-tonk country star. Who we know, if you follow, you know, tabloid magazines, appears to have some kind of connection to Hannah Montana. Right. And everybody goes nuts over Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Oh, Um, man. We're about to just absolutely pull that apart at the seams. This episode raises a few (laughs) issues with this. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're in a stretch where every episode raises issues with this, especially every time that you're on, something comes <laughs> up that raises massive issues. Luann knows how to do pig calls. We find this out because of a story she's telling about how Miley had to uh, drop out of like the Little Miss Tater pageant. Was that what it was called? Same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Luann went in to do pig calls for the talent. Uh, Oliver is like in love with Luann, which I do not care for. Yeah, I there I have all sorts of issues with that. <laughs> I have yeah. all sorts of problems, mostly being that she looks identical to Miley, which was yeah something yeah. we addressed in episode two. The whole problem. I, yeah, I was like, we've already dealt with this. Why are we bringing this back up? <laughs> yeah, um, no good that Oliver. Was in love with Hannah, who's Miley. There's just no yeah. need to, be, to have a callback to that. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and skip over the B plot for now because it oh ends God. up not really being relevant to the A plot. <laughs> we'll come back to that later. They're down on the beach just because they need a change of scenery. And uh, it looks like Noah Cyrus is once again on the beach making a little cameo. Uh, we didn't get a very good look of her, but this is like the third or fourth time she's just <laughs> been there. It's a family affair. We got it. Really is Godmother Dolly on last episode. We got Noah coming back and forth once again. Miley's like she's out to get me. Lily is like you sound crazy, and she does a pretty decent Robbie Ray impression to like talk Miley down. Um, <laughs> and she suggests that they take Luann to our good friend Tracy's Halloween party. Which just even without Luann being evil is a terrible idea. <laughs> I also wrote that. <laughs> it's just not a good idea, particularly because we find out later the theme of the Halloween party is Hannah Ween. So everyone there is dressed as Hannah Montana. And if Luann was also dressed as Hannah Montana, I she would look just like real Hannah Montana. <laughs> yep, that is exactly the note that I wrote. About, like, even if the whole thing panned out according to plan, what would that do? Yeah. In terms of the Hannah secret, that there's an identical person with a traceable trail back to the Stuarts. It's like all, yeah. 
all it takes is one paparazzi person to be like, who was this identical person with Hannah Montana today? And how would they even introduce Luann to, like, Tracy? She couldn't be like, this is my cousin Luann. Yeah. It would have to be, like, I guess, like, a Lola situation where they would have to disguise her because otherwise she's extremely traceable. Right. And I guess Lola didn't go to the party as Hannah. She went as Lola. Although it looked like Lily and Oliver and, like, I guess the other boys at the party were the only ones not dressed as Hannah. Like, there was, like, an old woman dressed as Hannah. (laughs) I had a lot of notes about the costuming of this party because (laughs) just the fact – I didn't even realize that Tracy and Hannah were, like, good enough friends for Tracy to be like, I have a surprise for you on this arbitrary Halloween. We're going to make it about you for whatever reason. (laughs) It's not your birthday. We're not celebrating you in any capacity. <laughs> you know, I I did enjoy it, though, and it did make me want to have a, a Halloween party. But yeah, and I, I'll also say that, like, all of the people there that are dressed as Hannah aren't, like, wearing Hannah Montana costumes that we've seen before. Like, they could have given a bunch of extras, like, clothes that we've seen her wear before. But it's just, like, they're just wearing whatever clothes they want and a blonde wig. <laughs> um. Yes. So it's weird that all the women girls were dressed as Hannah Montana. It seemed like all of the boys were either in no costume or they were in some sort of like pirate medieval or yeah, medieval or like Shakespearean, like puffy puffy shirt situation. Yeah. It was like the costumes that we saw in like the drama class back in that episode. They probably were, honestly. Yeah, again, they probably just took them from the costume house from however long ago. And then Miley, as Hannah, went in not a costume. Hannah just went as Hannah. Hannah was just wearing, like, her normal clothes. Yeah, and Lily wasn't in a costume either. Uh, And as far as Lily knew, she was going to a costume party because Miley clearly knew it was a costume party because Oliver shows up in costume to go to the party. (laughs) Yeah. But Miley as Hannah didn't wear a costume. Lily as Lola didn't wear a costume. Why did why did Luann? uh, I was about to say that Luann didn't need to wear the identical outfit that Miley had because also, how did she get an identical outfit? I also wrote that. (laughs) But it comes in later that, like, her backup plan is, like, if Miley shows up, her friends won't be able to tell us apart. We're getting ahead of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) And I I will say I was anticipating to not like this episode very much going in because I remembered the, like, quirks of it. Um, But I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I actually did think it was fun. But in any case, yeah, I... Back when they were on the beach, Luann comes over and is like, hey. <laughs> well, before the events we were just talking about, she she comes over with like this big shell and she's like, hey, cuz, I got you this shell. And Miley immediately smashes it into like a million pieces with like a napkin holder. Although I do want to say that when it cuts to her smashing it, it is already in pieces before she brings the thing down. <laughs> Did you notice that, too? I did notice that. Something about the budget of this episode was all over the place. Like, they couldn't afford to, like, reshoot so that it looked believable. They couldn't get new costumes. Yeah, we notice this happen every once in a while where there will just be something weird on screen. And they just, like, 
decided not to do another take of it. Like, like when in like the mannequin episode, you brought up that there was that extra that Roxy tackled and he was just laughing the whole time. (laughs) It's something I noticed with the other Disney Channel shows too, particularly in Wizards of Waverly Place. They'll do a lot of like, um, particularly the, the actress who plays Harper. She like breaks character all the time. She is always like cracking up in like the corner over here and they never catch it <laughs> like they break character a lot on that show it's very funny wow yeah i mean i've yet to see that happen on this show it's just like always it's always the extras up to something weird <laughs> <laughs> they clearly just pull people off the street and are like hey we need you to stand over here <laughs> yeah um and like we get some child extras later in this episode that are supposed to be scared but they're like smiling in every shot. <laughs> They've never had an, a child actor on here that was good. They've never had an actor <laughs> under the age of like nine that could actually act. <laughs> the shell. Miley breaks the shell. <laughs> she says that it seemed like a good hiding place for a poisonous hermit crab, I want to say. Yes, which is not, I'm not aware of that species. No. <laughs> No. Um, in any case, Luann's like hurt and well, she's quote unquote hurt. Uh, and Lily's like, that was really mean, Miley. And Miley's like, hey, she threw me down a well. <laughs> <laughs> um, they go back to the house. Uh, Robbie Ray is like telling Miley that she should probably try and make amends with Luann because she's really upset and she wants to go home soon. Miley should just be like, fine, let her go home. <laughs> But no, she listens to her dad. And before she goes upstairs, she goes, if I'm not back in 10 minutes, check all the local wells. (laughs) This girl is terrified. And you keep you keep just not believing her. And at the end, when Robbie finally is like, I'm sorry, I should believe my daughter when she tells me things. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) you're describing something pretty awful that happened to her. Why don't you care more that your baby girl was thrown down a well? <laughs> well it's because they just see Luann pull her out. Right. But so they see Luann as a hero. Trust your kids. You know, you should trust mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Miley goes up to see Luann and apologize. And Miley invites her to Tracy's Halloween party. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the next scene we get is in the Hannah Montana closet. I I can't even describe Lily's outfit in this scene. <laughs> I, I couldn't even attempt to describe it in my notes. Just know it's terrible. I'll post a picture. The hair in particular is really something. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's classic Lola. <laughs> the funny thing is that I don't even have a memory of that. I wonder if I just fully blocked it out. I wonder if it was just too much stimulus for my brain to wrap around. <laughs> you know what? That sounds right to me. Because <laughs> I got it's- nothing. I have no memory of what she was wearing at all. Yeah, it was like one of those classic Lola outfits where she's wearing like some sort of weird jacket that looks both like a grandma stitched it together and also no one on earth could have possibly intentionally made it. And like, she must have gone to like 
a thrift store or something and she's she's wearing lots of layers and a lot of jewelry and she has these big clips in her hair uh in any case i i couldn't that's that's what i can remember off the top of my head because like i said i could not put anything in my notes about it uh (laughs) so uh and hannah is dressed as hannah it's a very classic hannah outfit it's got like the gold little shrug and jeans and cowboy boots although she's also like wearing a silky dress uh which was actually kind of nice it just didn't really work with the other elements yeah nothing like a dress over a pair of jeans yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so they are about to leave and hannah's like oh i'll meet you in the limo lily i'll see you in a minute and so lily leaves and then hannah presses the button on the revolving closet to reveal another Hannah tied up with what looks like bracelets. And she has like a feather boa stuffed in her mouth. Um, (laughs) And that's Miley. (laughs) It was nice of her to like, let her free for a second. Like if it were me, I would have just been like, I wouldn't have hung back. I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just dipped. Yeah. I mean, Luann for being an evil mastermind in this episode doesn't seem that convicted (laughs) uh because like as soon as they get to the party uh luann is talking like herself yeah she's lost the character for sure she is just fully acting like herself and i guess it's under the guise of wanting to embarrass miley but like even in front of lily she has completely dropped uh the voice and any pretenses. And I do want to say that Luann's accent in this scene veers a little bit into Swedish chef territory. I also noticed that. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad I wasn't alone. <laughs> no, she definitely, she she lost the focus. It's a little hergy-bergy. <laughs> <laughs> a little hergy-bergy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I, I was like, why does she sound kind of German? And then I was like, oh, because she sounds like a fucking Swedish chef. Oh <laughs> Miley Cyrus took the southern accent so far that it's like Swedish chef. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. There's a tear in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> amazing um, she's not she's not trying to have any pretenses here and it it takes lily like an embarrassing amount of time to figure out that it's luann and not miley lily goes like oh my god you're luann and luann goes it took you long enough lulu <laughs> I thought was savage. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, you might as well go by purple head. What do you use for conditioner? Grape jelly? And that's a bit that she really milks for as long as she can. She like brings the waiter into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she really makes that bit long. <laughs> we kind of skipped over because we had already talked about it. It's a Halloween party. So everyone there is dressed as Hannah. Um, again, although Miley didn't seem to know that, like, it was clearly supposed to be a surprise, I think, because Tracy comes over and is like, what do you think of my little surprise or whatever? 
before we got into the party and could see that it was a Halloween party, uh, we just hear the other side of me playing from inside of it. I was like, not exactly Monster Mash. <laughs> I know. This is the weirdest party ever. I don't know. Like This, this should have been a birthday party. This would have been a really cute birthday party. Oh my god, yeah, it should have been. But because it was a Halloween party, it's weird. Like, why have we chosen this arbitrary day to celebrate you? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh, Also in the background, because we hear uh, other side of me pumping up the party, both in the background. We also hear in the background, I got nerve, which I don't think we've heard in another context on the show before. And I was like, this is how they debuted I got nerve. (laughs) Which is one of my absolute favorite Hannah Montana songs. It is a really good one. I am trying to... Yeah, I guess you're right that it hasn't shown up yet. I'm thinking of maybe... I I would have noticed. (laughs) Because it's a very, like, at least when it's... When she, like, performs it. Yeah. There's, like, a moment she's, like, doing, like, a boxing thing. Yes. It's, on stage. Yeah. Yes. When when we get, like, the cold open for the episode or whatever that has I Got Nerve in it, she she's doing, like, a bit where she's, like, dressed as a boxer. And, like, we definitely haven't gotten that yet. Uh, so, in any case, yeah, I thought that was interesting that this is the first time we get to hear this iconic bop. <laughs> I, I also want to mention that before Lily figured out that it was Luann, if I had been Lily in this situation and my friend Miley was acting so insane and like slurring her words, I would just think that she'd gotten drunk. Yeah. Which like, it's, like isn't unthinkable because she's a child star. <laughs> yeah, but she does seem to like the world that she is in, she's always surrounded by pretty PG stuff. Maybe PG 13. Like I think Tracy I, at the end of the day seems to be pretty nice. Like she's yeah. nice, but she like at least understands that she's a child. I I mean, I understand. So in in the in the HMU, I was gonna say in the world of the show, and then I remember that I have a term for that. It's the HMU. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the HMU, uh like alcohol doesn't really seem to exist. So I mean like I, I don't literally mean Lily would be like, hey, are you drunk? You can tell me if you've like gotten into some stuff. But I think if this were a real life situation, yeah, I would think she was drunk. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, she's she's acting like a drunk person would. She's, she's if nothing else, acting like how 14-year-olds pretend to be drunk, like yes. in acting classes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that. Tracy comes over and uh, Luann is very rude to her. She calls out her deviated septum. Well, she says that she talks funny. And Tracy says, I have a deviated septum and I own it. And I was like, when will your fave ever? (laughs) And I own it. (laughs) I remembered that exchange very well. That was, that's like the one thing I really remembered about Tracy, uh, you know, over the years. (laughs) <laughs> was her line of her deviated septum. <laughs> I do remember learning this information back when I was, you know, 12. Um, I think it happened right around the same time Ashley Tisdale had mm, gotten had her, her job. Yeah. Um, and she had said it was because of a deviated septum. And it was like a big deal in my particular circle of 11-year-old friends that she like got a nose job. But no, it's because she had a deviated septum. It's like for her health. <laughs> Very, very common around that time. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. 
everybody had deviated septum. So what can you say? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Luann's plan is to, I guess, embarrass Miley and do a live performance where she sings badly. But then Lily assumes that she's going to take off her wig and reveal Miley's secret. So Luann decides that that's her plan. <laughs> I do want to say, though, that this is a party where literally everyone is wearing wigs. So I don't know. I mean, this this person claiming to be Hannah Montana is talking differently and acting differently. And most of the people at this party, I think, would know her. I don't know. I would maybe think that, like, somebody was just also wearing a costume. I think that if this show has established anything, it's that everyone in the HMU has very poor, like, facial recognition skills. Yes. So it could be, I mean, other than everyone seemed to understand that she was the true Hannah Montana, or Mm -hmm. pretending to be, um, there's a good chance that nothing, they wouldn't clock anything. And especially if she went up there and was like, it's me, I'm Hannah Montana, and I'm taking off my wig, and now I'm Miley. I think people would be willing to not look hard enough <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of the thing i think it's sort of a 50 50 shot for luann like either people <laughs> buy it or they don't like or or either people start to buy it and then lily or something you know says something that changes the audience's mind and they are like oh no yeah that was just a joke <laughs> especially because at that point i think the real miley had walked in so yes. it would have been very easy for her to take off the wig and be like, I'm Hannah and also I'm Miley. And then for the actual Hannah to be like, mm, actually, it's me. <laughs> right, right. And <sighs> nobody knows who Miley is at this party. None of these people are like their friends from school. You know, it, it would be different if it was like a party at their school and Hannah Montana was like performing there and Luann like took her wig off. Then people would be like, oh, my God, it's Miley. And they'd yeah. maybe put it together. But these people don't know Miley. They only know Hannah. So I'm inclined to believe that this plan wouldn't really work. But we don't end up seeing what happens because Miley does show up. She gets Oliver to take her to the party. Oliver is dressed as a musketeer. And at one point, he pulls out his prop sword. And it's like it's like the length of a popsicle stick. <laughs> I was very confused because it looked like it was like a full sword. <laughs> but it like wasn't even a full fake sword. It was just like a tiny knife, but it was like not even a knife. It was just a stick. That's movie magic, baby. <laughs> That's where the costume budget went for this episode. Instead to of Oliver's getting... little stick? Yeah. <laughs> they put all of that care into like a realistic looking handle instead of getting <laughs> the extras like real costumes. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> um so they show up at this point luann has run off from lily and when they arrive lily immediately thinks that miley is luann and and then oliver's like um no i just walked in with her (laughs) uh and then it turns out luann's up on stage she's gonna reveal herself but first she spits like across the room into like a metal vase which honestly impressive yeah i mean like it like makes a noise and like the vase kind of (laughs) rattles and everyone is wildly disgusted by it 
Yeah, yeah, no one's into it. And I mean, it is gross, but like also, just because it's not a useful talent doesn't mean it's not a talent. Um, it was <laughs> far away. Like, yeah. the aim and strength that was required for that. Right. Uh, so right as Luann is about to ve- reveal the secret, uh, they kill the lights. And I guess Lily and Oliver and Miley, like, grab Luann and take her behind this curtain on the stage. Um, and I do want to mention that Tracy comes up on stage and is like, ooh, look at that magic and <laughs> spitting. <laughs> Neat. And spitting. <laughs> and then she yells, bring out the Hannah Banana cream pies. <laughs> Which, again, is this her birthday party? Like, why is this also themed <laughs> Hannah Montana? I don't understand. <laughs> well, she picked a theme for the party and she has to stick to it across the board, Okay. <laughs> Why is the theme not Halloween? I don't... It's Hannah-ween. Oh, my God. What don't you understand? <laughs> I have so many questions about Tracy and Hannah's, real, like, friendship. I guess it's yeah. pretty good. It's better than I thought it was. I thought it was more out of a sense of, like, obligation. But... I don't... I don't... I've never really got that impression. It just seems like they... I was going to make an example, but I don't actually know if you would relate to this. But you know how, like, you sometimes – I well, for, for my instance, I was going to say, you know how when you visit your dad during the summer? <laughs> but that's, for me, a child of divorce. <laughs> so I guess a more universal analogy would be, like, you know when you go to, like, summer camp or something and you have friends there and you only see them when you're there. Right. But you're still friends with them. And if you see them again, you're still friends. But they're, they're, and, and like you're legit friends, but you're only friends when you're like together and when yeah. you're in that space. Yeah. And that kind of seems like that sort of scenario where like when Miley is Hannah, she has different friends because she can't hang out with them all the time. She can only really hang out with them at like events and things. Um, or when she's, you know, kind of lying to them <laughs> yeah. about who she is. Yeah. So I, I've always gotten the impression that, uh, that Hannah and Tracy are good friends, but, you know, kind of inherently it can't be on the same level <laughs> as like her friendships with Lily and Oliver. Uh, but I, you know, all things considered, I mean, it was, it was sweet of Tracy to like <laughs> honor her friend in this way, <laughs> even yeah, though it was a little true. odd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So they, I, I do want to say that I loved Tracy in this episode. She was so good. She was so fun. Yeah. Uh, and so they're backstage. Uh, Lily's like holding on to a Hannah and Oliver's got a Hannah and, uh, Miley's trying to convince them that she's the real her. And Luann is trying to convince them that she's Miley. And Oliver's like, I have an idea. Both of you kiss me. And Luann's like, okay. And Miley's like, ew, are you insane? And he goes, that's Miley. (laughs) So this is where I ran into some trouble. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Because this particular scene, um, the fact that they can't tell who is who, um, reinforces the fact that they know that they look identical. Which Mm -hmm. they aren't like biological twins, which means that they acknowledge that they are doppelgangers to some degree. Yes. Which does play into our, like, Robbie Ray, Billy Ray, Miley Cyrus, Miley, Miley Stewart, because they this is a universe where they get that, where it makes sense to them that people look identical and 
cannot be totally yeah. related, but are similar enough to fully confuse. That that seems to be where we've landed on the whole <laughs> world-breaking paradox. It just seems to be that we live that the Hannah Montana characters live in a universe where people being identical to each other is just so common. Yeah. That like sure it causes hijinks and stuff, but like it's not really out of the ordinary for them. I I don't know how Miley's cousin looks identical to her. Yeah. It's very odd. And I guess we can go ahead and mention that at the end of the episode, Robbie Ray's brother, Bobby Ray. <laughs> I, I fucking can't. <laughs> their names are Robbie and Bobby. More important than their are... first names are both Robert. Uh, well, the best part is that their middle names are both also Ray. <laughs> <laughs> their names both Robert Ray Stewart. <laughs> Robert Ray Stewart 1 and Robert Ray Stewart 2. So those are already, those are the same people. Like, Wait, wait. Okay. I'm also <laughs> just realizing that this means that like Robbie Ray has like a twin brother. Are they twins? They got it. They have to be. He just said brother, but like. They have the same but, like, name. <laughs> but it, but it's, but it, both of them are played by Billy Ray. <laughs> Robbie and Bobby Ray are both played by Billy Ray. And that also calls into question, how did these two identical brothers produce exactly identical daughters without the presence? Like, yes. we, don't, we don't know who Bobby Ray's wife is. We don't know who no, Luann's mom is. I brought is. that up in my notes. I was like, does this mean that Bobby Ray also fucked Miley's mom and that they're, like, kind of identical sisters? <laughs> like, Is that it? Is that the connection? <laughs> I don't want to believe that. But because, <laughs> well, so the problem there is that that it would indicate that Miley's mom and potentially Luann's mom would also need to be pregnant with both of them. And they appear to be the same age. They have to be some, they have to be at least nine months apart in order for like that theory to be true. Do you think this is like one of those situations where uh, twin brothers marry twin sisters? Oh, God. You know, do you ever see those headlines of, like, yeah. these twin brothers met and fell in love with these twin sisters? That must be it. That would indicate that Miley's mom is also an identical twin. <laughs> there's another There's another Brooke Shields running around out there. Um, and that's not oh in addition God. to Billy Ray. And That's true. See, here's the thing. Why is it that Robbie Ray went off and had the singing career when... Bobby Ray also could be a Billy Ray Cyrus impersonator. Maybe he just didn't get the bug, you know? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I feel like it would have been almost more entertaining to have two identical Billy Ray impersonators on stage <laughs> at the same time. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I'd pay money for that. <laughs> right? Wouldn't you? Um, oh, my God. No, it's it's extremely confusing because <sighs> Well, I just like how last episode we were like, the only way that this could work is if everyone is just like okay with the existence of doppelgangers. And in this episode we learned that that's the case. They yeah. are just okay with it. It's just part of life. Yeah, I think that's definitely 
I think that's definitely for now the solution to this question we've been plagued by (laughs) for these past few weeks. I think that is the answer that we are settling on until we get evidence to the contrary or additional evidence. Yeah, it it seems to be that this this world is just rife with doppelgangers. I we should just leave it at its doppelgangers and that's it, but I'm still stuck on there now being three girls in the HMU that all look <laughs> exactly the same and two of them have singing careers. Yeah, it's 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 troubling is not the right word, but okay. there's so many layers to it. This is so batshit, and I know that it's not (laughs) true. Just, like, hear me out. Okay. Miley Stewart had her career as Hannah Montana and became famous. And it was, like, this crazy story once it was finally all over. Miley Cyrus is a Miley Stewart impersonator. (laughs) And the show Hannah Montana that we watch is her telling the story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it doesn't follow- work it falls apart but i just had to say it question yes is it like a dream sequence where she's like telling a story or is it like she has like sponsored the tv show is this her like youtube series that she's just done like on her own what level of impersonator are we talking about okay see the thing is is that Our world would have to be the same world as the HMU for that to work. And we've established that that's not the case. So (laughs) so, this is already a moot point. Uh, But I was thinking that we were following our impersonator thread to its logical conclusion, which is that... Robbie Ray is a Billy Ray impersonator, and then Billy Ray's daughter grows up to be a Miley Stewart impersonator. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Imagine that collaboration. <laughs> oh my god. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever thought. <laughs> Look, I don't have a better explanation. <laughs> the facts are there, Elise. <laughs> The thing is, it's not an explanation. It's just kind of a what if. (laughs) I'm just like, let's follow this thread as far as it can take us. Um, This is the best example of yes anding I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Means a lot. (laughs) I I guess we kind of finished the A plot somewhere in there. I cannot believe that this is going to be the thing that breaks my brain. (laughs) Like, of all the other things that I work on, this is going to be the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still in shock that the thing that broke the Hannah Montana universe (laughs) was was Robbie Ray. Like, this is my A Beautiful Mind. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be trying to solve this until the day I die. (laughs) Okay. uh, B-plot? the second the b plot started i instantly remembered everything about it yep um i had forgotten about it i had forgotten what it was and the second it started i was like ah yes (laughs) uh jackson thinks that their family halloween decorations are quote-unquote pathetic And uh, he says that their Christmas decorations are scarier than their Halloween decorations. 
And Robbie Ray says that just because one of Santa's eyes fell out doesn't make him any less jolly. (laughs) (laughs) And that that actually gets brought up a lot across the B-plot is their scary Santa. Uh, Their neighbor, Donzig, just like walks into their house. Um, (laughs) It's under the guise of the mailman put the Stewart's magazines into his mailbox. And he's like mad at them for that. Um, he is wearing a spiderweb print shirt and a robe with pumpkins and spiders. It looks like they're like ironed onto it. <laughs> well, just the season. Yeah, he's very festive. Um, and he kind of challenges uh, Robbie and Jackson to make their decoration scarier. He kind of baits them into uh, like being scary. You know, once we get the resolution of this, I'm like, what was his motivation here? I also wrote that. <laughs> it doesn't really make, like, like why why did he want to do this? I don't know. Um, yeah. But it, the baiting works. Uh, and Robbie's like, we're going to put the boo in Malibu. Oh, so, and then, and then we basically cut to Halloween. And they have made their, like, front walkway very spooky, Robbie Ray is dressed up as, like, a scarecrow with, like, a pumpkin head. And Jackson is in, like, a full mummy costume. And a group of kids come up to get candy and they scare them. And then the kids' parents come over and they're like, you're not supposed to traumatize our kids. You're supposed to give out candy. And I'm like, have you really never... (laughs) gone trick-or-treating and there have been like one house that's scary <laughs> like that's just normal yeah. uh and also it wasn't that scary it really wasn't uh, but they're like well what about the guy next door isn't he scary and they're like you mean mr happy pumpkin man <laughs> which again triggered something in my brain that had been locked away for like 10 years which yep. is the mr happy pumpkin man song <laughs> yeah that is also almost verbatim what i wrote <laughs> it, it had been in there and i hadn't thought about it for a very long time but my brain my brain saved that for me it was like, you will need this again one day <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god science is amazing isn't it yeah, the brain is a fascinating organ um, <laughs> in the way it does these things for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Donzik comes over, and he is, in fact, dressed as Mr. Happy Pumpkin Man. He's, like, wearing a giant pumpkin suit. That is, yeah, what I would call that. <laughs> and so basically we find out that he tricked Robbie and Jackson into making their house scary. Again, the kids are not scared. They're, like, smiling and laughing in every shot that we see them. <laughs> They're just happy <laughs> to be on camera. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, what? And, like, the parents are mad at them. And then they leave. And they Donzig, like, I guess taught the kids a song about him. Which, honestly, if I were a parent, I'd be more concerned about that. Yeah. I'd be more concerned about this guy who, like, wants to teach my kids songs when they're, like, just there to trick-or-treat, which is a transaction that takes, like, 30 seconds tops. <laughs> um, but, yeah, <laughs> I wanted, I'm wondering if I can do it from memory. He's Mr. Happy Pumpkin Man giving out candy like no one can. 
Is it, and then is it just he's Mr. Happy Pumpkin Man? Yeah, <laughs> I think Mr. Happy Pumpkin Man. <laughs> I'll remember it till the day I die. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be floating off to that white light and then my brain will be like, hey, remember Mr. Happy Pumpkin Man? <laughs> um, again, what was Donzig's motivation? Was so, it just so that their neighbors could dislike them? That is what I, that is what I picked up from it. Uh, my question, similar to that, is not only like what was his game? But also, why did Robbie Ray and Jackson, like, take it so personally? Was it another, like, question to the manhood? They're not scary enough? It does seem like Donzig very easily is able to bait these guys. Um, He seems to know how to push their buttons in a way that he just, like, plays them every time. I don't know. It's odd. I don't get, like, if, if my neighbor was trying to, like, reverse psychology me into doing something i'd be like why are you talking to me (laughs) i am finding a kind of like simple pleasure in the fact that if we think about typical disney channel halloween specials it's usually Mm -hmm. a lot of like there's a haunted room or there's like a scary we think there's a monster or something like that but i like how the horror in this is just like a shitty neighbor and an in-law you know, <laughs> and just like an extended family member. And those it's just like the beauty of like one dimensional characters, people that are like just normal people, but are just yeah. able to be evil. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like that, too. And as a Halloween episode, I thought this was pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it had a lot of Halloween. It had some, you know, mistaken identity and like it involved costumes. <laughs> Uh, it, it had a lot of Halloween puns in it. Um, so the resolution to the B plot is that Donzig like comes into their house again and is like, Stuart, you gotta help me. The kids are chasing me down. They came in by the busload. And I'm like, what? But apparently, Robbie Ray drove down Pacific Coast Highway with a bullhorn telling them to go to Donzig's house, which means that people heard just a guy in a truck saying, hey, there's free candy at this guy's house, and people took their kids there. <laughs> You know, and, like, there's always, there's always reports around Halloween about, like, watch out, you might get marijuana gummies in your kid's Halloween, which yeah, has like never happened. Razor blades. Never <laughs> happened. <laughs> and you mean to tell me these innocent young parents are just like, hey, that guy in the truck said there's candy at this house, and they're just going to abandon their Halloween plans? Yeah, in Malibu, which is a place where rich people live. Like, they don't yeah. need that. <laughs> I, I, We should also mention that Donzig also rented a pony for his halloween thing it's not even a party it just like it's just for his house um although when we see the horse it's not a pony it's a horse um <laughs> it's like a full-size horse <laughs> um, but uh yeah and so donza gets swarmed by kids again and they like drag him back to his house uh again i'm confused but uh basically they got revenge on him i guess i think it's just yeah it's just he did it all he rented the horse just to like stick it to his next door neighbors which is insane yeah yeah um and jackson rides the horse into their house 
and is like, hey, I found Donzig's horse. Can I keep it? And he just trots the horse through their house. <laughs> I love just the blase use of animal actors as if they aren't like super expensive. <laughs> yeah, there really are a lot of animals on this show. They, they love a good animal joke. Uh that's just like there's a horse here <laughs> <laughs> for like 30 minutes material and uh yeah and uh, i mean like but that's like the end of the b plot and then we get the thing with bobby ray and that's the episode <laughs> with robert oh, ray stewart it comes over for for the little bumper with bobby ray um but yeah and then both Bobby Ray and Robbie Ray say, yee, doggies, in unison. Not which even is unison, what I would add to the catchphrase report. <laughs> I, like, I made a note that, like, it was literally the same actor doing both things, and they still couldn't make it go in complete unison. I think, <laughs> I think uh, Bobby Ray was, like, one beat behind. And I was like, are you, are you, are you, I can't believe this. I can't believe it. <laughs> All you have to do is replay. You have to just layer the same soundbite. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a ton of attention to detail in the editing process on Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> I'm us talking about this last bit, which is the end of the episode, just brought me back to the fact that these two discreet people are pro- are both probably named Robert Ray Stewart. <laughs> we met their mom. We did She's in a mom. episode. She named her two sons. Both Robert Ray Stewart. <laughs> I mean, we don't have confirmation that it's Robert, but Robert and Do Robert. Think it's really say Bobby and Robbie. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Bobby is short for Bobbert, so it's Robert and Bobbert. I would love that. <laughs> Robert Ray and Bobbert Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Luann's name isn't, like, the same as Miley, though. It's not like it's Miley and Kylie. I wish it was, looking oh back. Oh, my God. Kylie and I Miley. think they just need, like, the most Southern name, you know, Luann? <laughs> sure. Luann's a name that you can add a bunch of extra syllables to in a Southern accent. <laughs> um, uh, It's funny, under my, like, guest actors tab in my notes, I wrote, Tracy Donzig, a horse. <laughs> oh gosh i mean was there anything we didn't talk about that we need to address um i have one small detail and it's in the halloween party um when they when miley and oliver discover that it's a sea of hannah montana's and oliver is like i had a dream like this once but it was all it was all jessica simpson's and i had more than one chest hair and i couldn't help but recall in the previous episode um when Miley like grabbed Oliver's shirt and ripped out his only chest hair. So That's I'm, right. I'm glad to see that his chest hair grew back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank thank you for that um exciting and and vital reporting on the Oliver Oak and chest hair report. Yeah. Your um, <laughs> watch. Um <laughs> I'm I'm glad the folks at home know that uh Oliver's chest hair did in fact grow back. Yeah, the but, one singular one. Um I don't know yes. how much time passed between the two episodes. 
I mean, hopefully some so that like the Stewart's got to have some downtime between their guests. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they just got rid of Dolly. Maybe that was the motivation behind Robbie, Ray, and Jackson's like freak out over the decoration because they're still trying to reclaim their manhood after Dolly came in and like dollied the place up. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're still sore from that. Yeah, and and maybe yeah, maybe they were feeling a little fragile. Yeah, and Donson poked at their egos, and they were like not quite ready to rebuff that sort of thing. That's exactly the kind of thing where Donson could have just like stuck his head in and been like, "Why is there? Why is there all this like girly shit in here? <laughs> like, how does it feel to not be men?" <laughs> like- Honestly, I'm surprised that that didn't happen. It seemed like, in I mean, not to harp on the previous episode, but I I feel like it would have made more sense if. Jackson and Robbie were enjoying all of Dolly's things that she brought with her. And then Donzig like provoked them into not liking it. And then in the end, their resolution would be actually, who cares? We like this. Yeah, that would have been a really powerful comment on toxic masculinity. <laughs> I agree. And instead, we just got toxic masculinity. Yeah, that would have been like a really powerful examination of the world around us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I had forgotten about the Jessica Simpson dream I only remembered because of the chest hair I thought when he started to say that line I thought he was going to say that he had had that same dream but like six months ago <laughs> because... yeah and it would have been a gross thing about how like Miley's hot and Luann's hot and it would have been a gross callback to that thank god it wasn't well and also to the fact that he used to be like madly in love with Hannah Montana mm-hmm. um but oh and we we didn't i don't think we actually mentioned but luann actually agreed to go on a date with oliver he like mentions he's like well this is gonna make our date on sunday awkward oh god did you not catch that no i didn't <laughs> i don't yeah, know I mean, that's all. pretty awful <laughs> oh god <laughs> i guess good thing it didn't happen yeah <laughs> that we know of <laughs> yes. also there's no uh there's no talk of any sort of punishment for luann well, I guess it's her dad's place to decide, but, like, well, we don't see any sort of comeuppance for her other than her getting found out. Her father did come, maybe to collect her. I think to collect her, but, like, like you don't have any come. line about, like, sorry about my daughter trying to destroy your daughter's carefully crafted career. Well, maybe he doesn't feel sorry. Um, it seems like- <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he, like Luann, is jealous of his doppelganger and their success. Yeah. That's the only logical explanation, I believe. <laughs> Maybe he is going to pose as Robbie Ray and reveal Hannah's secret. <laughs> <laughs> Torn between two Robbies. <laughs> <laughs> that is also what I hope happens. <laughs> I, I hope we see Bobbert again. I don't think we do, but I hope... <laughs> I hope we see Robert Ray. It's nice to know that he's out there, though. And yeah, he's he's out there. He's wearing his uh, he's wearing his like classic cowboy shirt. I also want to mention we talked a lot about this uh, in the previous episode because we we're constantly getting these weird anecdotes about um, the Stewart family in Tennessee. And Miley mentions Aunt Pearl's roadkill ravioli with gravel for that special crunch. And I was like, were they poor? Are they poor? <laughs> 
Robbie and Miley are clearly well off. And, they're, and like she's like a famous singer. She has like worldwide ad campaigns. She has money. Why Why are, is the family like dirt poor? So that might explain a lot, actually, if there's some sort of uh, resentment. resentment. Yeah. That uh, them over here in fancy Hollywood town are like living the dream and ignoring their kin back home who are like falling upon hard times. I'm sorry, my dog... My dog is like desperately trying to make a bed over here. <laughs> she's like, she's like doing this to a blanket and like dragging it around with her teeth, and like beating it up. Oh my god, <laughs> she's, she's. I've never seen her do it this aggressively before or for this long. <laughs> what were we talking about? The resentment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, she she's content. She's curled up. Oh, she's landing. Whew, <laughs> crisis averted. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that could that could have something to do with it. But I mean, Robbie Ray's been famous for a long time now, and he's he's clearly very close to his family, and like his mom loves him arguably too much. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe they just like. Maybe they're just like thrifty. Maybe they're not poor, but maybe hmm. like roadkill rabbit. Maybe they were poor and they uh they aren't anymore, but like they still because it's hard to shake the that mindset once yes, like, you have would more do money. The Great Depression, like that's yeah, of yeah. Okay, I'm I'm content with that as an answer. <laughs> uh, I also want to mention that there are a couple of large like like big candy corns that sit on the tables on either end of the couch in their house. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. Nice decor. <laughs> yeah. Just like large candy corns. <laughs> sure. <They're> there. <laughs> I think that's all I have though. I mean, Oh my God. I just realized how dark it got. I also <laughs> like, can't even that. see me. <laughs> I just minimized my notes that I could see myself and I'm, <laughs> just a face in the darkness (laughs) my old friend i'm just emerging (laughs) if i back up you can't even see me oh yeah you fully disappeared (laughs) well uh anything any last thoughts anything left to add i mean with the fashion i feel like everything every outfit in this episode is uh uh noteworthy but I just this episode was a mile a minute. I couldn't take it all down. Same. Uh, I didn't catch the the outfits as much. I caught only um, the uh, Hannah's outfit that there was two of. Yes, was really the only one I like really registered. And then I think like Luann's outfit because it was red, mm-hmm. and that got me. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, I, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. <laughs> thank you for joining me again <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for putting up with what i give you every time <laughs> oh my god thank you for putting up with me i mean did you hear what i said about miley cyrus being a miley stewart impersonator i just the the conspiracy theories are so good <laughs> I, I enjoy they, it they keep getting more and more intense because the show keeps forcing us to think about it more and more <laughs> i know i got my whiteboard back here with my string and my photos like <laughs> perfect we're gonna need it 
Um, Alana, do you want to plug where people can find you? Yeah, you can find my personal information, not my personal information, but <laughs> my home address, <laughs> uh, my personal social media accounts. You can find me at Alana Fine Woman, like a fine man, but I'm a lady on all the goods on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok and on Twitch. Um, I also host two podcasts. I've got TBTV, Throwback Television, where my friend and I watch old Disney Channel Nickelodeon shows, watch them back as grown-ass adults, see how they hold up. And then I also have It's Broadway Bitch, where my microbiologist friend, Christina, who hates musicals, I make her sit down and watch musicals because I love them, and we talk about them, and I force her to like them. And you can find those wherever you find your podcasts. Just search. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic well thank you for being here come back soon you got it <laughs> pleasure as always uh thanks so much to all of you for listening to today's episode um i hope you'll join me next week when we talk about season one episode 18 oh my god already 18 of hannah montana uh it's called people who use people sick funny girl reference uh <laughs> deep cut (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh i'm planning on a special guest for that one so definitely tune in uh and in the meantime go ahead and follow us on twitter at pumping up the pod and on instagram at pumping up the podcast if you want to follow me directly i'm on twitter at lovely lisi and instagram at actor elise and until next time keep on pumping up the party